From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of August 3rd, 2011. I'm John Magi. I'll be your host this week, and I am joined in the studio by Kevin Close, Scott Smith, Teresa Eccles, Kathy Rowling, Max the Intern, and back Intern, and back. In, <laughs> back what? In, what that was, was a little Gilbert? I, was I don't know what happened to my face there for a minute. I got all <laughs> weird. And back in the peanut galley, we have Kathleen Bobbitt, uh, Pete Werner, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, and Julie Martin are all on a backstage magic adventures by Disney trip, and they'll be back with us next week uh, with stories and. All sorts of good information about how their trip went, and we hope they're having a good time. In this segment, Kevin Close has a restaurant review for us. He did Ariel's Grotto in Disney's California Adventure as part of the World of Color dinner package. Kevin, tell us about it. We decided that instead of just trying to get a fast pass for World of Color, that we were going to do the dinner package. And we had eaten in Ariel's Grotto several years ago. And didn't think it was all that special. Uh, if you haven't been to Car- uh, California or Disney's California Adventure, Disneyland, excuse me, uh, Ariel's Grotto, you enter it from the main area of the park and you take an elevator or stairs down to a lower level and it's even pretty much with the lake in okay. the middle of California okay. Adventure. That's where the restaurant is. There's an indoor and an outdoor seating. Uh, Ariel's Grotto, we asked, specific- asked specifically... Does not take seating during World of Color. You cannot be inside the restaurant. It's because of the fact of the pyrotechnics that are part of the show. Because you are at lake level, it's just a little too close. So you can't sit there during the show. But you can get tickets or get a reservation for dinner. And then you get to go sit in a reserved area specifically for people who have been part of this dinner package. And you can do dinner either here or at Wine Country Trattoria. Both participate in this package. I apologize. I don't have the price. Can you pull up the price for this for me? Uh, we made our reservation. It was. We're used to working with Disney World where things are much more... You have to book much further out. We didn't have any trouble getting a reservation for this dinner package the week we were there. Oh, okay. So we made the reservation like a day or two in advance. And uh, we arrived early, and we were given a beeper. There is a full bar with an inside. Actually, the bar is sort of undercover, but there's an outside seating area. It's all outside, upstairs. That's upstairs where you first check in. I'll have something to tell you about at the end of my review about the bar area and seating for World of Color. Uh, how much is this for adult? Hang on a second. We're looking it up for you. All right. I apologize. Pricing on this is $39.99 for an adult and $20.99 for children. Again, this includes a seat or a, a place in the reserved viewing area. It's not seats per se for World of Color. I would think it'd be worth it just for that alone. I, I'm I, I would I don't know that I would do World of Color. I've done World of Color twice. Once was with an ABD group where they had a reserved spot right. set aside for us, and this was with this dinner package where they had a reserved spot set aside for us, and. 
it's worth the $40 for me not to have to get there hours early to scope out a spot for World of Color. That day that we did um, California Adventure on our ABD trip, we just saw this, like, the never-ending line. Mm. And we're like, what is that? It was all the people getting in line for a fast pass for right. World of Color. So this, you can bypass all that because... Right. Exactly. If you're not, not worried about it. If you're not familiar with World of Color, how it works out in California is you get a fast pass for a specific seating area. So the earlier you get there, the better the view you have. And it's then, actually a viewing area. A seating area is a misnomer. Right, I'm sorry. Really? It's a viewing area. I did sit on the ground. I, I was going to say, people sit, but I don't want to give the impression that there are chairs or benches. It's a viewing area. Right. So you don't need this package if you're willing to get up early and get in line and get a fast pass early. But it certainly helps. But every, it seems that almost everybody has a fast pass to World of Color. And apparently your fast pass is decided on what area you get to view from. The earlier you get there, apparently, the better your viewing area. All right. For $39 an adult, you have a fixed price menu at uh, Ariel's Grotto. I went into this expecting this because it's part of a dinner package. I expected this to suck. I'm going to be brutally honest. I expected this to be horrible. uh, When you first walk in, when we first walked in, everybody's table had a three-tier metal wrought iron metal holder and i couldn't figure out what that was for you have a choice of two appetizers now everybody at the table has to agree on the same appetizer there's a cured meats and cell cure i can't talk today cured meats and shellfish appetizer which is prosciutto chorizo a chef's blend of marinated olives tomatoes manchego cheese chilled sauteed clams and shrimp tossed in a wasabi vinaigrette Mixed greens with house tarragon citrus vinaigrette. The other choice is grilled vegetables and cheeses with manchego cheese, a chef's blend of marinated olives, tomatoes, mozzarella, endive cups with apples, walnuts, and dried cranberries, blue cheese, marinated piquillo peppers, artichoke hearts, zucchini, eggplant, and asparagus, and that also comes with the salad of mixed greens, house citrus tarragon vinaigrette. I thought this was a pretty special appetizer. For John and I, they brought out we each had three shrimp. There was six shrimp on the appetizer. There were a couple of the clams. They were the little neck clams, and they were kind of scrawny. But the olives and the sausages and the prosciutto and the mixed salad, we thought was pretty good. And yeah, that's actually like outside of Disney's, like how they do things at right. restaurants. This was- it was very unusual. And again, like Kevin said, they bring them out and they put them in this stack tiered thing. So it's kind of an interesting display. Hmm. Even now, more, I apologize, I stepped all over you. I think you're going to say what I'm going to say. So goes. Even more surprising at Disney, anything on this you could have more of. Oh, wow. She brought I, out this thing of three shrimp, and I thought, all right, well, that's nice, but that's, real, you know, I want more. As soon as she put it down, she said, anything you want, please let me know, and I'll bring you more. Wow. So we said, can we have more shrimp and clams? And usually when it's all you can eat like that, they kind of spread things out. She was right out, and she said, as she walked by, she kind of winked at us and said, if you want more, let us know. And I thought, is she doing this because we're big boys? And then she said it to the table next to us, who were these... Huh. Normal-sized people. I was going to say tiny little people sitting next to us, but I thought that was surprising. The salad was good. Everything on it was good. I can't. The clams were little tiny kind of cher- or little neck clams or cherry stone clams. They were nothing special. The shrimp were quite good. Uh, that we chose that one, by the way. We chose the cured meats and shellfish. We didn't try the grilled vegetables, but I imagine that would be just as good. You have your choice of six different entrees. 
It's the Santa Maria style tri-tip, which is uh, like a roast beef. It's slow roasted over rock salt and smoked with oak wood, red oak wood served with cheddar herbed mashed potatoes and a medley of seasonal vegetables. You could have today's sustainable fish. And John had this, and I believe it was snapper. Hmm. Uh, that comes with rice pilaf topped with a sweet and spicy pineapple chutney served with seasonal vegetables. John asked for the pineapple chutney on the side. They were quite agreeable. It turned out to be really good. There's a spinach and ricotta. I apologize. I don't know what this word is. Agnolati. I've mm. never heard that word before in my life. <laughs> Topped with fresh spinach, sun-dried tomatoes, julienne onions, and asparagus served in a light mushroom broth. There's your uh, veggie entree. There's an herb crust and chicken breast served with cheddar herb mashed potatoes and a medley of seasonal vegetables. Mafal de pasta with Italian sausage, which is curly ribbons of pasta tossed in a Piedmont-style ragu and spicy Italian sausage, sautéed bell peppers and sweet onions, and a cipino which is lobster tail scallops, sustainable fish, greenlit mussels, shrimp, and chorizo in a fire-roasted tomato broth. And that's what I had. Sounds good. John's actually looked like an entree-sized entree. He seemed to get more food than I did. I had the cipino, and the broth was really kind of tasty. And they Oh, they served a nice crusty bread, so it was great to um, Mm. soak up the broth with the bread. However, the lobster tail was a half of a very, very small rock lobster. Uh, The scallops, there were two scallops. There was a little piece of fish and a couple of mussels and shrimp and then some pieces of chorizo. Because of the appetizer and the fact that we had sort of ordered extras of that, I left full. I left satisfied, let me put it that way. If you're not going to fill up on that appetizer and take advantage of the opportunity to take more, the cipino seemed kind of skimpy. It was seemed like a small entree. That's for, what you had. What did John have? Uh, John had the t- today's sustainable fish, was it, which was a nice piece of uh, grilled snapper. I don't know if it was actually snapper. I think it, it was, was snapper. It was very good. It was a white, a piece of white flaky fish. Uh, after that was done, you're uh, brought dessert. Now, there's no uh, choices for dessert. You get chocolate molten cake, tiramisu chocolate cups, passion fruit quenelles, green apple mousse in a cone, French macaroons, chocolate ganache crunch triangles, and a world of color chocolate film strip. That's that great big thing that yeah. Disney does where they, they use that fancy piece of cheap chocolate. chocolate and silk screen it. <laughs> they do. Um, cheap chocolate it has virtually no flavor it's a showpiece as opposed to something edible and it says with seasonal mixed berries we had four raspberries on our plate oh were they mixed they they were just all raspberries raspberries (laughs) those were the seasonal mixed berries four John's not a huge fan of Disney desserts We, we think they always look pretty Especially when they yeah. do this thing where you get a little bit of everything. They look nice. However, there's not always a lot of flavor to them. I happen to love French macaroons, which are nothing like American macaroons. There's no coconut in them. They're more like two little almond cookies, usually with a filling between them. So I thought they were good. However, as I say, we were satisfied with what we had had. And so a lot of this just sat there. As you looked around the room, a lot of the desserts. It's those pretty little things on your plate that never really taste as good as they look and a lot of those went uneaten i thought our meal was good if this was the kind of thing where there wasn't a world of color show attached to it i don't know that i would spend 40 bucks 
for okay. this dinner. The fact that they've attached World of Color to it and you get this special seating and don't have to get up at the crack of dawn to get a fast pass and wait in line with everybody else in California Adventure. You kind of just walk up at the last minute and you're allowed to stand in what I consider to be a prime spot. To me, that was worth 40 bucks all by itself. The fact that you got a meal attached to it, I thought it was a kind of a bargain. Now, a couple of things I was impressed with. Uh, the meal comes with a drink, comes with a soft drink or okay. um, tea or whatever it is, and not an alcoholic drink. I'm on a water kick. I'm drinking a lot of water these days. And you get tired of flat water. So I said, do you have anything sparkling? And I was able to get a Perrier, and they were unlimited. Really? Oh, wow. Bottles of Perrier, Bottles. which is surprising. Yeah. That's usually something that you would pay extra for. Or it'd be seltzer out of a, a gun at the bar. Yeah. But this was, I was very impressed with that. Well, it sounds like at least they're trying, and they're trying to do something a little bit different than what they typically do in their buffets. So you got to give them points for that. We were offered a, an option of sitting inside and outside. The day we were there, it was kind of warm. Now, we had... I don't have exactly the details on this, but if your reservation is up to a certain time, you go to the 7 o'clock show. I have that in front of me. me, Excellent. I didn't have those details. Okay, so you've got um, Ariel's Grotto is just dinner. You can be seated at 5 or 7 p.m. for dinner, and that gets you into the first World of Color show. You can be seated at 7.05 or 8.30 p.m., and that gets you into the second show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wine, Wine Country Trattoria has actually a lunch option as well, including in line with those times of um, the dinner show for Ariel's Grotto. The lunch times would be you can have lunch at 11.30 a.m. or 2.30 p.m., and that gets you a ticket for the first show. Or 2.40 p.m. and 3.30 p.m. for lunch, and that gets you into the second World of Color show. Now, we spoke to our server, and we were seated at the 7.05 seating, so we should have gotten tickets to the 10 o'clock show. However, we explained to her that we had had a really busy day, and we asked her if it was possible, even though we were in that seating, could we go to the first show, which I believe was 9 for 8.45. So were you given tickets like um, candlelight processional kind of a thing? Yes. No, well, you were were given what looks like a fast pass type of ticket. Okay, just like the, okay. And there was somebody at that area who took that from you. And they told you, go to the white section or wherever it was. And you walk down and you look for a little sign and you walked in and as Kevin said, a person's checking everyone's ticket and then they usher you into the area you're supposed to be in. They were quite accommodating when we asked if it was possible because... This was not really the kind of meal we wanted to sit and linger over. We also had the idea that we would like to get to the early show because we knew that we were ready to call it a day. And by going to the early show, otherwise we would have had to kill some time to get back for the second show. And we kind of thought if we do that, we're going to end up not coming back for it. So they were quite accommodating and we were done in plenty of time. To make that early show, so they were. If I, I would suggest that if that's something you want to do and that works with your schedule better, just ask. Disney's usually pretty accommodating because there's not, as Kevin said, there's no seating. It's all standing room, so it's not like they fill up the seats and no nobody else can fit in there. Now, something we learned is if you want to see the first show, there's a bar upstairs, and in Ariel's Grotto, it, uh, up, upstairs meaning at. 
the ground level in California Adventure. You have to enter it from inside Ariel's Grotto, but it's an outdoor bar. If you're in the bar before 8 p.m. and there are seats available, you can sit in the bar to watch World of Color. Oh, wow. It's $10 cover charge. That's not Adults bad. and children. Children are not allowed to sit at the bar. They have to sit at one of the tables. But still. But, and I don't know that it's exactly the best view of kind World of, of Color. I think you're going to kind of get a sideways thing. But if you're looking for a place where you can sit and watch the show, this would be a great thing. Yeah. You know, you, now, again, you have to be there early because I imagine these. it's not an unlimited amount of seating. And they insist that everyone have a seat for the show. But I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Interesting option. Yeah. Last call is at 8.30, and then I think the show starts at 8.45 or 9 o'clock. Now, speaking of your view, what kind of a view did you have? For the one that was for the dinner package? Mm-hmm. Our show, it was prime, Kathy. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Dead center. Wow. And it wasn't, you know how like when you see the people, you've, you've been to it where you've been the Adventures by Disney one, you see the people who are all packed in up close to the mm-hmm. water. We were a little bit further back, a little bit higher on the tier structure, so you weren't like in that big sardine crunch. Okay. Down there, right. crushed and, and wet and whatever else. Almost dead center, not exactly hmm. dead center, but almost dead center. Not a, it wasn't enough to make you think, oh, I wish I was over there. Okay. The only negative to this, and it has nothing to do with this dinner package, is when you leave the first show, and I, I think this is just... I think I don't think they have a better option. When you leave the first show, there are a gazillion people waiting for the next show. So when you leave, you are funneled out. We saw parts of mm-hmm. California Adventure we didn't know existed. That you have to keep following this line. Uh, we had we went through the Bugs Life section of the park, and because we thought this was kind of for kids, John and I had never ventured over there. We also went out through, we went out past um, the Aladdin show at the Hyperion Theater, and they had the Electronica dance show oh, going. Geez. Did you guys go to the Electronica when you were there? No, for but we saw where it was. Yeah. It was basically a gay disco. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Played the thumper thumper music, and they had guys dancing on boxes. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I'd dancing ever Dancing on boxes? Yeah. There were dancers up on elevated boxes. things where they were like dan- old timey like, caged dancers caged, they were kind of caged but yes there were go-go dancers guys and they played disco music and it was really really loud thumpy thumpy disco disco wow we missed I'm that. sorry I missed that it that was bizarre fun. it was really really bizarre it was especially you know it was like you had walked into a rave nightclub it was have you ever seen have you seen Tron Legacy it's supposed to be the bar from the movie, which is kind of creepy. But That's it was just, a- <laughs> so weird. But it was the night we were there, I, it was mobbed. And again, I think this is a function of the fact that there's just no other way to get people out of the park. But it was a trudge from where we saw it. Yeah, they really did take you around. I nowhere. mean, we really took a tour of the park. We went out places. We, As I say, we saw parts of the park that we hadn't seen before. So... I strongly recommend this if you don't want to be one of those people in that line, because that line was there for the first show, too. If you don't want to be part of that line, do this and you'll walk up and get a great spot. 
plus you get a dinner out of it. So I thought it was pretty good. Now, again, it was kind of hot the day we were there, so we thought eating outside was a little too warm. But that uh, on a nicer day, if it wasn't warm the day you were there, it's a beautiful spot. You're sitting pretty much out just above lake level. Uh, our view was I watched California Screaming go around and around. I could hmm. do, From where we were sitting inside, I could look out and see California Screaming. Was Ariel there? Or were there princesses there? Or? This is not a, pr- a princess meal, no. It's not a princess, no. so they're not, she's just not hanging out? Nope. Nope. Okay. I didn't know if that. This was, a, a, this was all part of the dinner package, and it was busy when we were there, uh, especially upstairs with everybody trying to get there because of the fact that there are seatings Mm -hmm. everybody was kind of there at the same time it's not like some people were there at five and five fifteen there's a a group coming in and a group yeah exactly so it was a large group coming in and the restaurants themed nicely it's you know you're supposed to be under the sea and there's supposed to be um like jellyfish and things above your head so it's cute it's not anything fantastic one of the things that i did this trip was i bought the premiere pass Okay. It worked out in such a way that we were going to be there at the right time, and my pass had just renewed in uh, Orlando. So it worked out to be financially beneficial. With the Premier Pass, you get 15% off of every meal. Oh, wow. And they don't do the thing where they add the gratuity. Okay. So I was impressed. We got 15% off. I didn't think it would be off this package. Yeah. We got 50% off the package. Now, also, um, the way this worked out with John's premiere pass, that Mary Blair exhibit is in the park. And we had decided, Mary Blair, and um, I love Mary Blair's artwork. And the idea, all of the things that are in the exhibit are able to be ordered at like a print-on-demand kiosk. So we bought a couple of the smaller pieces of the Mary Blair work to hang up in our house, things that I had never seen available mm. before. So I was kind of excited about that. But And they're not cheap. I mean, these are kind of pricey. Anytime you buy Disney artwork, you're paying a premium. But it was 15% off all of that also. Wow. So John's 20% off. 20%, 20% off all, per- all purchases... And 15% off all meals. So John's premium pass, his upgrade to the premium pass, pretty much paid for itself in the four days we were in Disneyland, wow. five days we were in Disneyland. Things cool. we would have bought anyway. Yeah. But with getting 20% off, hmm. it had, again, we bought some big ticket items. We also had a really great experience with uh, guest services. We went to the ticket window and we explained that we wanted, to, Kevin and I both wanted to update upgrade our regular annual passes for Orlando to these premier passes. And nobody really seemed to know how to do it. They called over our manager and everyone said, okay, you can't do it here. You have to do it in the park at a certain location in Disneyland. Without saying a word, they said, here's two uh, complimentary passes for today so you can get in the park to go and do this. Oh, wow. I thought that was great. Yeah. So we walked up to the location and we... The, the location where you do this, it's the Passport Center. It's where our um, Crystal Palace would be. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Right yeah. Looks hub. like a restaurant, but it's it like, does. yeah. yeah. And it's my understanding that that's not going to be that for long, that that's going to move again, and they're going to repurpose that with something else. So we get up there and talking to them, and they were really great. They explained the whole process to it to us. It's a little weird. It's not how I would do it. Instead of having sort of money off the future pass based on what you have left on your pass like if you upgrade a pass now it's how many days are left right. counts monetarily towards a new pass this is the full price of your existing pass is taking, taken off of the premier pass 
So whatever you paid is comes completely off the pass. However, your renewal date stays the same. So Kevin's renewal date was going to be in November. The, the premium pass would have been about $700 for me. And they were going to give me the $390 that I paid for my Florida resident annual pass with okay. no blackout dates. However, I would have updated it to the premium pass but my expiration date is in November. So I would have paid $400 to upgrade to the premium pass, but only gotten a couple months out yeah. of it. And because I don't intend to go back to Disneyland before November, this made absolutely no sense. John, having just renewed like two weeks before, he has a whole year of... Yeah. So, okay. so that worked out great. But I said to the person, the person said, okay, here you go, and we'll do, um, we're just going to do this for Kevin and I, and for me and Kevin's going to stick with with you know having the pass that he has, but I said to them, "Listen, you gave us a one day one park ticket when we first came in," and I said, "He, we're going to come back tonight and go to Disney's California." Actually, that's not true. She they had given us this ticket and we explained that to them. This was all discussed openly with this cast member. John and I were not trying to get anything over yeah, on anybody. Yeah, trying right. to figure it but out. But she's the one who asked us. Right. But I said to her, "We have a one day one park ticket." We want to get into Disney's California Adventure tonight. Can I pay for a park hopper? Because it was a different park. And she whisked the pass into the back and came back with a park hopper. Oh, wow. The day. So, Jeez. So I had got into Disneyland for free. And then got into Disney's California Adventure at the rest of the day. Based on the fact that we asked about update, I mean, they couldn't have been nicer. And she's the one who asked us if we had any dinner plans later on. And when we said we were going to California Adventure, she's actually the one who suggested that then we would need a park hopper. And give me the complimentary ticket they, they gave you. We gave her our complimentary ticket, and she came back and she said, here, now you can go to dinner. Wow. So love Disney. Yeah. Uh, this was... This was a cast member. You could tell this was a seasoned cast member. She was exactly. You talked about Ranger Stan at the Wilderness Lodge. This is exactly. And I'm not talking about this because you. I wanted something for free. Right. She was the cast member you hope you run into, anticipating yeah. your need and right. dealing with it. She even said to us, "Do you have fast passes for World of Color?" And I explained we had the dinner reservation. I was on the impression that she would have then given us fast yeah. passes for World of Color. Those are the kind of cast members you want to run into. I have to add another story to tell you about this. John had always wanted to see the dioramas that are in um, Sleeping Beauty Castle in the Magic Kingdom. So, Did you guys walk through the castle? Yeah, I say, love it. Aren't yeah. they cool? Yeah. My knee was bothering me, and the stairs just didn't seem like something I was going to do. I sat behind the castle in a little shady area. Mm-hmm just minding my own business and there was a woman again a seasoned cast member came over i mean she literally had to walk i guess 30 feet from where her cart was she had a little cart merchandise location and she came over and she said can i get you anything are you okay i said i'm actually enjoying watching the people go by and just sort of taking in the sights i'm waiting for somebody to see the dioramas she told me all about the dioramas and if i wanted to see one of the old ones it was right inside the shop i explained that i already done that and before she walked away she said i'm very proud of the area that i work in. is there anything i can do that would make your stay in this area more enjoyable and i thought to myself Will you go get me a churro? Yeah, really. Did you say that? No. Oh. Here's my list. No, I was, that was for 
fun sake. Yeah. But no, I couldn't. I, it was just such such a charming thing yeah. to say. And as we were walking away, she told us, don't forget to look up at Sleeping Beauty's uh, ride, and you can see the evil queen. So I thought to myself, uh, uh, hello, yeah. that is like the most amazing thing. So I was yeah. really, I thought that was, so that, that makes it. Me. That makes yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Right. It does. And you can't, if you can't walk through, because there's steps and there's mm-hmm. no elevator or anything, they actually have a little room to the side where they you do. watch the movie. That's cool, isn't it? And you mm-hmm. watch the story of the diorama. How did I know? Where were you when I did all this? I must, that must have been you know, when I was back in the room. No, no, no. I did this when I was out there when Pete sent oh, me out by myself. Okay. That's okay. what I did it. But I love going up in there. It's incredible, isn't it? It's just cool. They told it, me it was not a real big staircase, and I tend, when I get in situations like that, and the park was crowded that mm-hmm. day, besides my knee hurting, which I blamed, I, I get a little claustrophobic in situations It was a like tight that. little area, though. It's a tight little area, and it's not... It's well lit enough. There's there's lights by the stairs and stuff. But you would have. I came out and said you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Because you would have not been Don't able to see. And, Don't do it. Don't mm. do it. <laughs> but it was really cool. And then they also have in the store the one of the original dioramas. So now the things are, you know, polished and there's a little bit of um, technology involved in it. This is one of the old ones that it's strictly. An audio animatronic, yeah. two figures. So it's. Oh, neat. I think it's awesome. I yeah. wish they would do something like that in our castle, but it was really. You know. We had a good time in Disneyland, and ran into some cast members who just make you realize what you hope all cast members will be. I just get a totally different vibe in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's, I do too. I get. Oh, this is gonna sound stupid, but I just get all tingly and just happy when I'm there. And well, here, it's I love it here, but it's just different. After doing some reading, Disneyland at one time was a, uh, working in Disneyland was a highly coveted job mm-hmm. because of the fact that you got periodic pay raises, and some of these cast members that have been there for quite a while are making a livable salary. It wasn't until the Michael Eisner area that a cap was put on what a certain cast member could make. So, I mean, a lot of the cast members there are, I don't know what else to call them, but legacy cast members who have been there since the time Walt walked the parks. Mm -hmm. So to them, it's, you know, they can live on what they make working as a cast member. And you can tell that they add that magic into what they're doing. However are being compensated for it in a right. way that they can survive and i think to myself I, I wish we could go back to that model where you know and there it's was, sad mm-hmm. when at one point that's that hopefully won't end but you know those old cast members aren't going to be around forever and you're going to end and up i'm sure with, the new cast members will be under that cap rule yeah mm-hmm. so it'll be a different different regime that's sad. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kevin, for that. And that'll do it for that segment. And that'll also do it for our show this week. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you to everybody who listened. We hope you join us again for next week. Hope you join us again next week for another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Bye. <laughs> you have to work on your own. Okay. <laughs>